by making up for lost time. Is that you've never done a day's work of hard labor in your life. You sit inside in that comfy radio studio all day long, but you're never out in the sun, getting a tan and doing some actual work. We're not in the sun now. It's overcast and 30 degrees out. Don't be so dramatic. It's partly cloudy and downright near balmy. A perfect day for working on a roof. But if you insist on whining about the chill, you can have one of the warm beers I keep in my tool belt. Welcome to Yesterday Today. I'm Jake Westbrook. My co-host here is McLean, and we're joined today by our producer as we record from the top of this roof. Uh, so the three of us are up here. We're replacing the shingles on our friend Sidney's roof. We, he and his wife are out of town at the moment on a routine doctor's appointment. So we figured we'd, you know, help him out by taking care of a little home renovation project. Not sure why this project couldn't have waited until spring. It's freezing up here. Yeah, it's spring in my book. It's officially March. That doesn't mean it's spring, Jake. Don't you know March is in like a lion, out like a lamb? Don't you know that's why we gotta take care of this project now? Before a snowstorm comes along and damages the roof even more? Don't say I never did nothing to help my son-in-law. He and Maisie are gonna have a nice house to raise my grandkids in, even if it kills you two. Now hand me those nails over there. Don't know if I can. They're all frozen together. Oh, very funny. You're a real comedian. I'm chuckling my head off over here. Oh. Oh, hey, they are frozen together. How about that? You know, they must have gotten wet. I'm not sure if it's safe for us to be up here with impending weather on the way. Impending weather? What are you talking about? There's a snowstorm in the forecast. Nonsense. As a matter of fact, I think it's clearing up. It's starting to snow now. No, those are just particles of broken roofing material blowing around in the wind. Maybe a little asbestos mixed in. Breathe deep. It's good for you. Puts hair on your chest. Well, while we repair the roof, why not play some appropriate programming? The theme of the show this week is home repairs. So here's an episode of Phil Harris just in that vein. Where did I put this cigar on mine? It's early morning in the Harris kitchen. Phil and the children have just finished breakfast, and the girls are about to leave for school. Well, we're all done. Goodbye, Daddy. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Come back here, you two. You didn't finish your milk. Daddy, why do we have to drink milk all the time? Because it makes you healthy. And it's good for your bones. It gives you calcimine. <laughs> calcimine? I always say calcium. Well, don't feel badly, baby. A lot of people make that same mistake. <laughs> now hurry up and drink your milk so you can get off the... Hey. Hey, what's that peculiar odor? Smells like a stale air wick. <laughs> Mommy's baking a cake. Uh-oh. She was. I hope she didn't hear me. She doesn't bake a good cake, but she's very touchy about it. You children better finish your breakfast because... Oh, Phil, you haven't finished your milk. That's Phyllis's. <laughs> I drank all of mine. See the empty glass in the sink? 
You drank it all, huh? Every jigger of it. (laughs) Then what's this white stuff in the sink? White stuff? Oh, that's calcium dripping from the ceiling. (laughs) Oh, Phil, how do you expect the children to drink... Uh Uh-oh, I'd better look at my cake. Oh, are you baking another one of your delicious cakes, honey? (laughs) Yes, can't you smell it? Doesn't it smell wonderful? Yeah, yeah, it sure does. You know, I was just telling the kids it has a wonderful aroma, just like a... A stale air wick. <laughs> Look, kids, will you run along, please, before you get your daddy fractured? Beat it. All right. Bye, Mommy Daddy. Bye. Goodbye, girls. So... My cake smells like a stale air wick, does oh, it? Oh, honey, wait a minute now. Let's face it. You're a wonderful girl, a beautiful wife, a gorgeous mother, but you can't bake. <laughs> Your cakes are always so heavy. Oh, they are not. I'll take this one out of the oven and show you. Hmm. The idea of saying my cakes are heavy. Why, this one's as light as... <clears throat> Why, it doesn't weigh it... <clears throat> Phil. Yeah? Will you help me lift it out of the oven, please? (laughs) (laughs) Too much to lift alone, huh? No, No, that isn't it. It's just stuck. I tell you, my cakes are not heavy. Okay, okay, okay. So they're not heavy. But how come we got the only oven in town with bow legs? (laughs) Now, stop that, Phil. I think my cake looks beautiful. But it's a little lopsided. It's got to be lopsided. It's higher on one side than it is on the other. Well, that's not the fault of the cake. It's just that the floor slopes down. The floor... (laughs) The floor... Oh, kids, you better get some rest. (laughs) Well, it does, Phil. Look at it. Let me see. Hey. Hey, you know something? You're right. Well, that floor's a half inch lower than the baseboard in that corner. Well, I better go outside and have a look to see what's causing it. Hey, I'll crawl into the house and examine it, huh? Now, be careful, Phil. You be careful. While I'm under the kitchen floor, don't drop that cake. <laughs> I'll go with you. Maybe I can help, huh? Okay. Outside, there's an opening somewhere here. Let me see. Oh, I got it. Look, I'll just take the screen out, and then I'll crawl through this opening. Nah. Mm-mm, that ain't gonna work. I can't make it through there. My shoulders are too broad. (laughs) Maybe you can get through, Alice. Oh, I don't think so, Phil. My hips are too... (laughs) I'll make it. (laughs) Mm. Mm. It is a tight squeeze. Wait a minute. I'll grab your feet and give you a little shove, honey. There you are. You're almost through now. Mm, Once more. Mm. One more little shove and you'll make it. Hi, Curly. Oh, hello, Frankie. What you got in your hands? <laughs> Alice's feet. <laughs> what happened to the rest of her? <laughs> I'm shoving her under the house. <laughs> oh. Nagged you too much, huh? Don't be funny The kitchen floor is sagging And it needs a new support That's why I shoved Alice under there 
I know materials are hard to get, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> How long will she have to hold it up, girl? <laughs> She's not holding it up. Oh, Phil! Phil, I found out what's wrong. What is it? The wooden beam is resting on the ground and it's rotted away. There's supposed to be a cement support under it, but there isn't. Well, then I gotta get a contractor to fix that right away. Come on, Frankie, look, drive over with me. See you later, honey. Hello, Alice. Bye, Alice. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Hey, Curly, I was thinking maybe you ought to do this job yourself. Contractors' prices are awful high today. Ah, uh, how much can it cost me? Maybe $25. No, it might be a little more than that. All right, $30. you are always looking at the dark side of things, Remley. The trouble with you is you're a septic. <laughs> so just keep it quiet, will you? Here's the contractor's office. Come on in. I'll show you how to handle this thing. Hey, I wonder where the contractor is. Must be that old man sitting in the corner there. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> um, pardon me, Pop. Uh, are you the contractor? That's a nasty thing to say to an old man, son. <laughs> I'm happy to say I ain't him. Well, you don't seem to like this contractor. Before I hire him, maybe I'd better look at some of his work. Uh, has he has he ever done any building for you, Pop? Oh yes. Eight years ago, I contracted with him to build a house for me. Yeah. Well, I'd like to see your house someday. So would I, son. It's taken him eight years to build a house? He can't be a very good contractor. Well, it's not entirely his fault. I'm partly to blame. Uh, You see, when I first came to him, I told him I had $5,000 to spend and wanted a small cottage. Well, she started to build, got halfway through the foundation when something unforeseen happened and he had to stop. What happened? I ran out of money. <laughs> so far, my little $5,000 cottage has cost me 23000 23000 Yeah. Well, it must be almost finished now. If you're talking about the foundation, yes. <laughs> you mean that's all they have built? No, no. Two years ago, they had one wall up, but due to a terrific strain, it collapsed. <laughs> What kind of a strain? An earthquake? No, the painter used too heavy a brush. (laughs) This house must be costing you a fortune. Well, the way I figure, the house will cost me $100,000 when it's finished, and I ain't got that kind of money, son. Well, if you haven't got the money, the contractor will sue you when he gets the house finished. I don't think he'll bother to dig me up just for that. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Pop. You see, the trouble with you is you don't know how to handle this contractor. You got to tell him just what you want done and how much you want to spend. Don't let him make a sucker out of you. How do you do, gentlemen? You waiting to see me? Are you the contractor? That's right. Good. Now, I want a little work done around my house. That'll be $5,000, please. (laughs) Did you hear that, Frankie? That guy wants $5,000 before he even starts. The nerve of him. What are you getting excited about? He said, please. (laughs) (laughs) Look, mister, I don't want you to think that I'm quibbling, but don't you think you ought to find out what I want done before you ask for money? Oh, a troublemaker. (laughs) 
Very well. What is it you want done? Well, that's better. Now, all I want is a little cement pier and a little two-by-four beam under my house. What'll that cost? Oh, that shouldn't amount to much. Let's see. Cost of cement plus the cost of lumber plus plasterers, carpenters, plumbers, electricians, paper hangers, tiles... Hold it, Buster! Hold it! <laughs> all I want is a little support for the house that one man can do. Why do I need plasters, carpenters, plumbers, electricians, paper hangers, and tile setters? Because if you don't take plasterers, carpenters, plumbers, electricians, paper hangers, and tile setters, we won't even bother to come out! <laughs> presents a very logical argument, Curly. All right. <laughs> Quiet a minute. Okay. If I have to do it, I have to do it. Now, how much will all this cost? Well, I'd say in the neighborhood of 8000 yeah. 8000 Well, of course, that's just a rough estimate. It might be a little more, or it might be a little more. <laughs> Nice choice. <laughs> Could it be possible that it might be a little less? Less? Yes. Less. You know, that pre-war word, less. <laughs> hey, quiet, Curly. The public ain't allowed to use that word anymore. <laughs> Look, Curly, don't make him mad or he'll charge you more. Hire him and let him get started. I will not. You think I'm going to let this pirate do this job? You're crazy. I'll do it myself. Come on, Frankie. Let's get out of here. Well, I think you should have hired him, Curly. It's awful hard work. What's hard about it? Two people can do it in no time. If we get started right away, we can have it finished by nightfall. Can't we? That depends on how fast you and Alice work. <laughs> I'm not talking about Alice. I'm talking about you helping me. Now, look, Frankie, listen to reason. I'll make a deal with you. If you help me, I'll pay you by the hour. All right. But you know the union rules. I got to get paid from the time I left home. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. When did you leave home? When I was 16. <laughs> See, that was 14 years ago at $2 an hour. That's, uh... Quiet, will you? You'd never make it. Now, come on, let's go buy the materials. All we need is a bag of cement, a wooden beam, and a jack to raise the house. And listen, Frankie. What? If you do a good job, I'll even give you a bonus. You will? Of course I will. You don't know me very well. I'm a liberal guy. I'm a fellow with a heart of gold and the ways of a gentleman. I've been told the kind of a guy that wouldn't even harm a flea. Me and a certain character met that guy that invented the cigarette. I'd murder that son of a gun in the first degree. Not because I don't smoke myself, and I don't reckon they'll harm your health. I've smoked all my life and ain't dead yet. But nicotine slaves are all the same at a pet and party or a poker game. Everything must stop while they smoke that cigarette. Smoke, smoke, smoke that cigarette. Puff, 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 and if you smoke yourself to death Tell St. Peter at the Golden Gate that you hate to make him wait But you've just got to have another cigarette Smoke, smoke, smoke Mmm, puff, puff, puff Mmm Now the other night I had a date with the cutest little gal in 48 states A high-bred uptown fancy little thing 
said she loved me and it seemed to me that things were about like they ought to be so hand in hand we strolled down lover's lane she was oh so far from a cake of ice and our smooching party was going nice so help me hannah i think i'd have been there yet i'd have been there yet but i give her a kiss and a little squeeze and she said filthy excuse me please but i've just got to have another cigarette another cigarette smoke 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 that cigarette Puff, 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 and if you smoke yourself to death Tell St. Peter at the Golden Gate that You hate to make him wait But you've just got to have another cigarette Smoke, smoke, smoke Mmm, puff, puff, puff mm. Sorry to keep you holding that gate open, Pete But I've just got to have another drag off of this cigarette <sighs> Thank you, Peter Thank you It's tough work jacking the house up like this. It's hot, too, even with our shirts Stop off. Stop complaining. Just keep pumping on that jack. Oh, you're a big help. Well, we got to get the corner of the kitchen up a little higher. Pump it up. <laughs> hey, Curly. I think we're lifting the corner of the house a little too high. Nonsense. It ain't level yet. I got a great eye for that kind of stuff. Besides, Alice is in the kitchen, and she's going to let it snow when it's even. Now, go ahead. Will you pop it up? <laughs> Alice, fellas, you'd better stop raising this side of the house. You got it too high already. Well, why didn't you come out and tell us? I can't. Every time I reach the kitchen door, I slide back in the dining room. <laughs> Oh, come I know, on, we better Frankie. Lower. All right, it's too high. So you... Look, now, we got to let this jack down. Now, do it slowly, will you? Ease the jack down so it don't slip, huh? That's it. That's it. Slowly. Slowly. I think we just about... Good morning, got... Philip. I think I'll scalp him one hair at a time. Either you fellas seen my arm around. <laughs> Willie, you bird brain, look what you did. You made the jack slip and the house settled back again. Alice told me you were out here. What are you two doing anyway? We're trying to raise the house so we can put a new foundation under this corner. Oh, well, it's a good thing I came along to tell you what to do. Yes, indeed. I'm very proficient at this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now then, you, you two do just as I say, and I'll supervise you. Ready, men? Get lost, second lieutenant. <laughs> Philip, I know all about putting in foundations. I'll be of invaluable assistance. If you don't want me to supervise, I'll help you with manual labor. Hmm. I can set in the cement. All right, go set in it. <laughs> And as soon as you're hard, we'll roll you under the house. Look, Willie, go away. This is hard work, and we're having enough trouble without you. 
Well, fellas, how you doing? Well, thanks to your brother, we gotta jack the house up again now. Yeah, uh, Curly, you jack up the house. I'll go mix the cement. What are you gonna mix it in? I'll find something around the place. Okay. <laughs> I'll help you, Philip. Now, just wait till I take my coat and shirt off. Willie, will you please, please, please go away, will you? No. Go away. Now, you're not strong enough to do this kind of work. Oh, yes, I am. Huh. Soon as I get this shirt off, you'll see a torso that's really something. <laughs> there. Hey, Alice, where'd he go? I'm right here. Well, don't stand sideways. I can't see you. Now, if you, sit, you insist on helping me, okay. Come on, help me pump up this jack, shoulders. ground. You keep going up with the jack. You look like you're on a pogo stick. Hey, Curly, you ready for the cement yet? I'm getting it mixed. You're getting it mixed? Yeah, put it in that cement mixer you got on the service porch. A cement mixer on the service... Oh, Frankie, that's my washing machine. It is? Oh, well, well, it'll give us nice, clean cement. Phil, where do you manage to get such stupid friends? I got contacts. <laughs> Don't get excited. Everything has happened. Don't get excited. It ain't gonna hurt the washing machine. But, Phil, I had my new girdle in there. And now it's mixed in with the cement. <laughs> it is? <laughs> well, I guess your foundation is going to be in the foundation. <laughs> That's not funny. Well, it was impromptu. <laughs> oh, I should have known better than to let you two do this job. I'm going in and shut the machine off before it's completely ruined. <laughs> she seems to be upset about something, Curly. She'll get over it. She'll get over it. Now, come on. Let's get the job finished. Willie and I got the house jacked up. Now, what we got to do now is to get that old beam out. Yeah. All right, now I'll tie this rope around it, and then the three of us can yank it out. Just wait till I get this rope knotted. <clears throat> okay, now. All right. Now, the three of us just throw the rope over our shoulders and pull, huh? All right. right. One, two, three. Heave! <clears throat> <clears throat> Will you go home? We're busy. You know, this is the first time I've ever seen you guys with your shirts off. Oh, yeah? How do we look, kid? <laughs> What's so funny? You look like three guys who were shipwrecked and didn't live through it. <laughs> oh, yeah? That's telling him, Willie. I didn't know he could ad lib like that. Oh, he's a mule. <laughs> hey, grocery boy. Hey, Julius. Yeah? Let me tell you something. Don't you go making no cracks about my belt. <laughs> Let me tell you something, kid. When you grow up, you'll be lucky if you have a belt like mine. But that ain't gonna be lucky. 
<laughs> Let's ignore him, huh, Frankie? Turn up back. Let him stand in the sun. Maybe you'll melt. <laughs> now, where were we? We were trying to pull the beam out with that rope, but it didn't budge. Hey, why don't you get under the house and knock it out with that sledgehammer? Because we're too big to get under the house. Well, I'm small. I can do it for you. Give me that sledgehammer. You can? Yeah. All right, now look. Be careful, Julius. Don't swing wild. There are pipes under there. Just hit the beam. Don't worry. I won't miss. Here goes. Oh, Julius. Julius, you've hit the water pipe. Clumsy <laughs> <laughs> oh. little schnook, ain't I? Oh. <laughs> oh, no, Frankie. Look at the water gushing out. It'll undermine the whole foundation. Now you'll have to call a contractor. Oh, certainly I will. And Julius, Julius, do something. Stop the water. Stick your finger in the pipe. Okay, okay. There, I stopped it, Mr. Harris. Good. Now keep your finger in there till we come back. All right, I'll... Hey, wait a minute. When will you be back? Next Sunday at the same time. Good night, you little schnook. <laughs> Phil, it's 11 o'clock. Let's go to bed, huh? Okay, Alice. Phil, what's that noise? It sounded like water. It's nothing, honey. It's just Julius changing fingers. <laughs> Hi, this is Rosemary Clooney. And Bing Crosby coming to you from Hollywood. Well, Bing, shall we tell him the good news? I guess we might as well. This isn't uh, the I Got a Secret show, you know. Now, what Rosie was trying to tell you is... Uh, we're going to work for you Monday through Friday on the CBS radio network. Yep, we're going to spread the news about the entire line of Eastern products to millions of folks across the nation. Just think of what that means in terms of additional sales for you. What kind of a show do we do? Well, it's a, it's a happy show. It's designed to attract the largest possible audience among women of all ages. Kind of informal and relaxed with the emphasis on song. That's the ticket. We're aiming at 20 minutes of pure entertainment to keep the gals smiling and keep them humming the rest of the day. Bing and I'll do the vocalizing together and in solos. Some new, some old-time favorites to bring back pleasant memories. We'll be backed up by Buddy Cole's mellow music and some bright and merry dialogue, we hope. And let's not forget now, let's not forget the happy talk from good old Ken Carpenter. It's really, it's a personalized show that presents a favorable climate for the Eastern commercials, and it's on from 10.40 a.m., to 11. I think that's just the ideal time, don't you, to catch the housewife as she goes out to do her shopping? Shopping for Eastern drapery hardware, Eastern folding doors, Eastern Venetian blinds, heirloom awnings, and Eastern weave products. And the Crosby Clooney show is only a small part of the exciting news in store for you. Only one item in a great big beautiful spring selling push that Eastern has put together to make this a banner year for you. Big space dramatic ads are going into Good Housekeeping and McCall's and the Shelter magazines. Ads designed to lead a dual life. To spread the news about Eastern sponsoring the Crosby Clooney Show and to pre-sell the entire line of Eastern products to millions of readers, to your customers. Well, you ain't heard hardly nothing yet, not at all. Eastern has designed powerful point-of-sale material for you. Special store displays, display headers attention-getting mailers, in short, everything you need.
to make this spring season your biggest selling season yet. Watch for the ads breaking soon. Get ready for the promotional material coming your way. Most important of all, now stock up uh, for the demand Eastern's going to create for you. Latch on to more sales by tying in strongly with the big Eastern sales campaign. Nobody ever listens to me. I don't get it. I say a snowstorm is coming in, and we shouldn't be on top of the roof, but nobody listens to me. Don't you know there's more important things to be worried about right now than saying, I told you so. Like finding a way for us to get down. Welcome back to the show. We've, we've been up on Sydney's roof here trying to fix some shingles, and the wind picked up and knocked over our ladder, and now we're stranded up here. You forgot to mention the blizzard conditions we're enduring. Well, blizzard might be a touch dramatic. There's a few flakes flying around. Hey, if you crouch down here behind a chimney, the conditions ain't that bad, fellas. Yeah, speaking of chimneys, that uh, Santa Claus stuff is a bunch of baloney, huh? There's no way somebody could fit into this chimney, let alone with the chimney cap on it. We could use it as a way to get down from here if we could actually fit inside of it. Well, I think Santa came around back when chimneys were bigger. This old farmhouse is already a hundred years old. How much further back do you have to go? Hey, it's plenty big enough to guard from the wind. I brought some pretzels up here if anybody wants some. You seem rather calm for someone stuck on a roof in a snowstorm. You know, ever since learning I'm becoming a grandpa, I've taken a more laid-back type approach to life. I know we won't be up here forever, since Sydney and Maisie will be back sometime soon, so there's no need to panic. I know things could be worse, so there's no sense in complaining. And lastly, I know that I actually knocked down the ladder, so I don't really have anyone to get mad at but myself. You knocked down the ladder? Yeah, I guess I could have let you go on believing the wind did it, but I decided to clear my conscience and all. Part of my laid-back, wise old grandfatherly style of life, you know? Well, scoot over and make some room behind the chimney for me. Well, while we await rescue, here's the second half of our show, an episode of Fibber McGee and Molly. Come on, move over. Let me in there. Why, I'd be glad to. The two most destructive things in American homes today are termites and husbands who think they are carpenters. <laughs> Such a husband is on the loose today. His hands are full of tools, his pockets are full of nails, and the termites are filled with jealousy. As we join Fibber McGee and Molly. So I brought my toolbox up in the basement and I'm raring to get to work. Uh oh. Today's your lucky day, kiddo. Old dad's in a fixing mood. What's busted? My dreams of a quiet morning. No. <laughs> Everything's in fine shape around here, McGee, so just put the tools back. Oh, now, don't you be bashful about asking me, baby. No job is too big for me. For you. I want to drive nails. I want to bore holes and stuff. I want to saw wood. Good. You stretch out in there on the sofa and saw wood a while. <laughs> no, I got to work off this energy, Molly. Well, there is one thing you might fix, McGee. Good. The back steps. That top step has been loose for ages. Oh, is that all? Well, my gosh, that ain't enough of a job to hold a guy that he's as good a carpenter as I am's interest. <laughs> well, it'll be a big favor to me, McGee. Especially for the grocery man. Yeah, why? Did he take a flop on that loose step again? Every day. Oh? I understand that in the grocery trade, this place is known as McGee's Flop House. <laughs> <laughs> well, lead me to it, Tootsie. I'll soon fix that. <laughs> 
Honestly, though, his falls have begun to follow a pattern. Yeah? Yes, sir. Every morning about this time, he comes up the back walk with my order, and he always hollers... Closer, boy! Huh? (laughs) He did it again. Well, why don't he watch where he's going? Open the door, quick! Okay. Well, folks, I fell over it again. Are you hurt, Mr. Frank? Uh, Did you hurt yourself? Well, I just can't tell till I get up, Miss McGee. Sure, uh, I feel like I busted something, though. I took a spill this time that was positively uh, phenomenal. Here, here, let me help you up, boy. What'd you bust, a rib or a leg? I don't know. I just uh, felt something break when I hit, and... uh, Oh, here it is. A bottle of ketchup. (laughs) Oh, gonna knew I busted something. Well, now, just so you're not hurt. Yeah, now, don't worry about the ketchup, Frank. Don't give it a thought, boy. You can bring us another bottle anytime. <laughs> just so it's today. Well, uh, thanks, Alfred Hibber. Himself, he's just getting ready to fix that step, Mr. Frank. So the next time you come, be careful. Yes, ma'am. Taking that tumble was my own assault, though. And I've stumbled over that loose step at least, uh, 30, uh, 40, uh, 40, uh, 40. Well, enough to know better. <laughs> You ought to watch it, Frank. Well, if I can't remember to step over it, then I just deserve to have you come and get your own groceries. Well, when you bring the ketchup back, Frank... I'll bring it back this afternoon. Fine. And I'll watch that top step this time or my name ain't a Frank a Frank. <laughs> now, so long, Miss McGee. Everything else is there. Goodbye. Well, now, McGee, if uh, you'll put about three good nails in that top step... Wait till I dump my tools out here and size up the... Oh, dear. Uh. Don't make a big thing out of it, dearie. Just nail it down and let it go with it. Oh, no, no, no. That's the amateur's way. I'm going to pry the whole step off and put it back on right. Oh, dear. Now, you watch this. I merely shove the crowbar under the edge of the step, exert a slight pressure, and the whole step will lift right off. Yes! Oh. Dad, it split right up the middle. <laughs> Certainly did. Well, I'll find a new piece of wood and I'll... Oh, daughter, hi, Johnny! It's me, kids. Well, hello, Mr. Oldtimer. Hi, Oldtimer. Where'd you come from? Flat River, Missouri, Johnny. I was born there in 18... Oh, you mean just now. <laughs> yeah. I come up the driveway and... Hey, what you tearing down? The house? No, he's fixing the back step, Mr. Oldtimer. Now, if you boys will excuse me, I'll take the groceries in and start lunch. Well, don't worry, Tootsie. I'll build you a new step. I'd be glad to help you, Johnny, but if there's one thing I am, it's no carpenter. Well, I can handle it. Now, let's see, where's my wrecking bar? Oh, here. Me and Papa put up one of them prefab houses one time, though. It come out very interesting. Yeah? Hey, they sent us all the parts for a nine-room house and a set of blueprints to show what part went where. Sounded very simple. Simple, my clavicle. A set of blueprints is nothing to sneeze at. That's what I told Papa, but he sneezed at him anyhow and blew them blueprints sky high. <laughs> when they come down again, they were all mixed up and we couldn't get them straight. But you put the house up anyhow, huh? Yeah, and it was a doozy, son. It was? <laughs> Probably the only house ever built where you had to go upstairs to get to the basement. <laughs> My gosh, you really mixed them blueprints up. <laughs> we sure did, Johnny. <laughs> there was four windows in the living room, but we never got a bit of light. Well, four windows <laughs> ought to be enough to let in plenty of light. Not when they're made out of solid wood and got doorknobs on them. <laughs> I suppose the doors were solid glass. Nope, the kitchen floor was solid glass. <laughs> doors was linoleum. <laughs> Oh, what a mansion. Well, 
it had its drawbacks. We got used to the carpet on the walls, but we had to walk around on our bare feet to keep from tearing the wallpaper. <laughs> Whatever happened to that house? Uh, it burnt down, Johnny. Burnt down. Fire started in the attic under the house. Burnt clean down to the roof. <laughs> we was real happy when the fire insurance men come to look at the remains. Did you collect your insurance? Nope. They said the whole house was built in reverse, so instead of them paying us, we had to pay them. <laughs> come on, Johnny. <laughs> Well, now he's gone. I can hunt up some wood and build a new step here. Now, see, I need a piece about four foot long, 12 inches wide, so they can... Ah, there, that does it. Now, I need a better looking top step in Wistful Vista. Hey, Molly. Yes, dearie? The step's done. <laughs> if I do say so myself, it's great. Yes, it looks very nice. Where'd you find the wood for it? Now, that was a piece of luck, kiddo. Right there on the back porch, I found an empty shelf with nothing on it. Which, come to think of it, is what you'd expect to find on an empty shelf. Just the right size, so I yanked it off and used it for the step. McGee, you didn't. Yes, I did. Why not? I need that shelf. Huh? That's where I keep my soap powders and cleansing stuff. I just emptied that shelf. Oh, well, now, don't you worry, Tootsie. I'll find some more wood and build you another shelf. You're not talking to just an average carpenter, you know. I'm sure of that. No, sir. <laughs> You're looking at a guy that knows lumber inside out, kiddo. Matter of fact, I was at one time in charge of a sawmill that done very special work. I sawed nothing but cedar for Cecil Reeder, the guy that made cedar chess. <laughs> I didn't know you ever ran a sawmill, dearie. I never told you about the time I sawed cedar for Cecil Reeder, the cedar rapid cedar chess man. <laughs> you never did. Well, sit down, baby, and I will. <laughs> You see, Cease Reader was a leader in cedar, and the cedar for Reader's cedar chest had to be sawed just so. I see. Now, I had me a sawmill where I sawed out cedar sea saws. And when Cease Reader first seen me sawing, he said he'd saw cedar sawed by sawmill from Cedar Rapids to Seattle. <laughs> but he'd never saw a cedar saw or saw up cedar like I sawed cedar before. <laughs> well, sir, I wish you could have saw the scene at the sawmill that season. Because while I sawed cedar, Cease Reader sipped cider, and between the cedar sawing and cedar sipping and the cider sipping, I just got so confused that you relax and I'll bend you a brand new shell. Uh, oh, I had a little rabbit. She was smarter than you think. Her children wear expensive coats because their mama married mink. <laughs> The monkey and the coconut. Uh, hey, Molly. Yes, dearie. The shelf's done. How's it look? Snazzy, huh? Well, it looks fine, dearie. Good. You found a nice piece of wood to make it with, I see. Yep, found it in the basement. Must have been pretty good wood because somebody took the trouble to wrap it all up in white cloth. <laughs> it was wrapped in white cloth, huh? Yep. And you saw the down made a shelf out of it? I cannot tell a lie. I did it with my little hatchet, saw, hammer, chisel, screwdriver, and a few nails. That was my ironing board. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, well, what do you know about that? Well, I'll just have to build you a new ironing board, Tootsie. And you're the girl that didn't have anything to fix around here. Why, there's enough work here to keep a carpenter busy all day. And Come in. Out here, Dr. Gamble. Oh, hello, my dear. And greetings to you, Super Skull. Super skull. You mean big brain? No, I mean fat head. 
<laughs> That's very clever, Doctor. You're just like a rifle bullet. Fast and deadly, you mean? No, full of lead. <laughs> Why aren't you in your office painting mothballs to look like vitamin pills? I'm out for a walk, sonny boy. Yeah. Thought you might like to gather up that handful of putty you call muscles and join me. <laughs> ah, thanks, Fatso, but I got work to do. Where are you going? Out to grease a few sidewalks for the fracture trade? <laughs> no. No, I'm going to park to look at the animals. Oh, do tell. Yes, I understand they've added some new specimens to the zoo. Oh, I just love the zoo. What's new there, Doctor? Well, there's a new brown bear there that Mr. and Mrs. Hopkins contributed. Oh? Uh-huh. Yeah, they got it when it was just a cub. Taught it to sit up and eat like a person. Its favorite food was baked beans, they tell me. Oh, well, my, how could they part with the cute little thing? The cute little thing grew up, Molly. It pushed its baked beans aside last night, tucked a napkin under its chin, and spread some mustard on Mr. Hopkins. (laughs) A member of our family almost gave an animal to the zoo once. Really? Who was that? Molly's Uncle Dennis. He started out to give him a three-headed purple walrus, but by the time he got there, he sobered up. He'd ask just about enough about Uncle Dennis. Yes, I think. I'm sorry you can't go with me, son. I'd like to see a repetition of the pretty little scene that happened last time we were at the zoo. What was that, Doctor? What happened? Oh, it was a very sweet thing, Molly. A touching act of generosity by a group which thought one of their own kind was less fortunate. You mean? Yes. The monkeys threw peanuts at McGee. wise guy. I don't know why that's so funny to him. I got a free lunch and he had to buy his own. (laughs) Well, I better get busy and find the wood to make you that new ironing board. No, no, skip it, dearie. You can buy me one of those new metal ones. I'd really rather have Oh, no, that wouldn't be the same, Mommy. (laughs) A bought thing ain't got the sentiment of a thing that's made with loving hands at home. Well, that may be true, but... Uh... Hello, Molly. Hi, pal. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junior. I'd ask you to sit down, but I'm afraid you do it, and I'm busy with some carpenter work. <laughs> well, that's a coincidence, because I'm in the building business myself, you know. Sort of a consultant. Oh? New job, Junior? You don't mean after all these years of peddling pet, they tied a can on you. <laughs> Mr. McGee, please. I simply meant that as a building consultant... I advise housewives on how to build attractive, nourishing meals at low cost. Oh, isn't that a clever tie-in, McGee? Oh, sure. He's sly, this man is. (laughs) He's slick. Yes, sir. He's as subtle as a tack in your chair. (laughs) And uh, speaking of a tack, here's the point. Oh, Oh, that's bad me. The point is, grocery stores everywhere are featuring Pet Milk's recipe of the month right now. For tuna macaroni slices. Tuna macaroni slices? Yep, huh? a delicious combination of tuna, macaroni, and cheese in mm-hmm. a golden yellow loaf that just makes your mouth water. Yeah. Made with pet evaporated milk, it's a one-dish dinner deluxe. You fascinate me, Hilo. Oh, it's nothing. Tuna to... macaroni slices. I suppose the first thing you got to do is catch a tuna, and then when you no, get home... No, no, <laughs> no. No, pal, the first thing you do is buy yourself a few cans of pet milk. Uh-huh. That's sweet country milk evaporated to double richness. Yes, but you got to... Then you pick up this swell husband-tested recipe at the same time. Yeah, but you got to catch a tuna. No, no, no. <laughs> you, you buy the tuna in cans, and you don't even have to go fishing. Oh, that's amazing. Isn't science wonderful? 
My gosh. You can our tuna for us? You evaporate our milk for us? You know, McGee, I've even read where they can evaporate ocean water now. Just imagine that. I wonder if science ever thought of inventing the Wilcox evaporator. <laughs> Uh, a what? I can, I can just sort of picture how it ought to look. A thing where I press a button and it goes, bzzit. there's a door slam, I look around, and Molly and I are all alone. <laughs> yeah, science is even better than I thought. <laughs> well, back to work, kiddo. I'm going to find you a hunk of wood and make you an ironing board if I never see the back of the Ah, that's it. Oh, boy, when Molly sees this... Hi, mister. Huh? Oh, hi, Sidney. Hi. Oh, I'm glad to see you, sis. Mm-hmm. Where you been lately? Oh, I've been on a trip, mister. Huh? Mm-hmm. I've been visiting my Aunt Opal and my Uncle Bob. Oh, boy, did I have fun. Uh-huh. Good time, huh? Not very. Oh. <laughs> they got an awful cute little baby, though. Oh? Only my Aunt Opal doesn't like it, so she's going to send it back and get another one. She is? And they've got an automobile and... Hmm? I said she is. Yes, what? Going to send it back. Send what back? The baby. Who is? Your Aunt Opal. I know it. (laughs) I heard her say to my Uncle Bob, I think I'll change the baby. (laughs) Yeah, well, that, that sort of thing goes on all the time. What you doing with the sandpaper, mister? Hmm? What you doing, hmm, with it? Oh, I just finished making an ironing board for Mrs. McGee. A what? An ironing board. When your mother irons clothes, don't she use a board? No, she uses an iron. <laughs> now look, sis. If she used a board, she wouldn't iron the clothes. She'd board the clothes. <laughs> Any rummy knows that. <laughs> what I meant was... Well, that gee, it... now come to think of it, maybe she does use a board. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Last time she did the laundry, she said she was getting bored with it. (laughs) I'll let the whole matter drop, if you will. I'd be glad to, I bet you. Okay. Well, I better go now, mister. Me and Willie Toops are going to play hide and seek. (laughs) Not hide and seek, sis. The game is hide and seek. Not the way we play it. (laughs) We hide in his pantry and eat cookies until we get sick. Now I'll show Molly the ironing board and watch her face light up like a tilted slot machine. Hey, Molly. Yes, dearie. The ironing board's done. Cut the shape and sand it down. Take a squint at it, kiddo. McGee, where'd you find the wood? Up in the attic. Not bad wood either. Almost looks like mahogany. It is mahogany. Huh? That's the extra leaf for the dinette table. Oh, it is, eh? <laughs> well, don't give it another thought, Tootsie. I'll just find some more wood and make a brand new leaf for the table. Must you? Well, that's the least I can do. Maybe I won't find any more mahogany. Maybe I'll just have to use pine or oak, but so what? Anything you pine for, baby, is oak with me. <laughs> and don't you get it, Molly? Pine and oak, it's a play on words. ain't funny, McGee. Well, I'm a carpenter, not a comedian. <laughs> Oh, I thought we'd been cut off, Mabel. 
Yes, that's right. He used a shelf off the porch to make a new step with, and then he took my ironing board to make a new shelf with. <laughs> no, he made a new ironing board out of the leaf from the dinette table. Hmm? Oh, no, he's out there making a new leaf for the table now. Hmm? You're confused. How do you think I... Somebody's at my door, Mabel. I'll call you later. Goodbye. Come in. Oh, hello, Ollie. Come in. Well, good day, missus. Hello, miss... Hey, that's your little life's companion, missus. <laughs> well, he's out on the back porch doing some carpenter work, Ollie. Go on back there if you like. He'll be glad to see you. Oh, I know he will, missus, so I think I skip it. You know, every time I go watch McGee work, it somehow winds up that McGee watches and I do the work. <laughs> he's a very fine watcher, that boy. Well, I understand you're a very talented carpenter, Ollie, so everyone says. Oh, I don't like to brag, missus, so I won't argue with you. <laughs> I was a young carpenter in Sweden, you know, when I met my missus. I didn't know that. Oh, sure. I was hired to help her papa build a corn crib on his farm. And every day, this pretty girl comes to watch me work. Oh, and that was your wife, huh? No, that was her mama. <laughs> but one day, Christina comes with her, and when I see Christina, I was a gone goose. Cooked, were you? <laughs> I guess I was mooning at the girl while I was working on the corn crib. Because when I got it nailed up tight, I found I left something inside that shouldn't be there. What did her father say about that? I remember his very words. He said, Christina, tell that young yak ass to get me out of here. <laughs> that was really quite embarrassing. I can see how it might be. McGee once nailed his necktie well, I got to your the... new table leaf all finished, kiddo. Come on out in the kitchen. Oh, hi, Ollie. Well, hello, McGee. I hope you turned that job upside down when you got through with it out there. Upside down? The table leaf? Sure, because everybody says you should turn over a new leaf. <laughs> <laughs> That's a yoke, McGee. Yeah, very funny. <laughs> you know, I always like to leave on the daft. Well, so long, both you fellas. <laughs> he should have left that joke inside the corn crib, too. Huh? Skip it. Uh, the job all finished? Yeah, come on, take a look. It fits perfect. Well, I hope you're all through carpentering now, sweetheart. Yeah, all through. There you are. How's it look? Well, it looks wonderful. Yeah. Fits perfectly. Of course, it's not mahogany. Oh, I'll stain it mahogany. There's one thing about me, kiddo. When I start out to do a job, I do it. We'll never have any trouble with that top step again, baby. That's the best news. Oh, boy! Uh-oh, I better tell him. Oh! Oh, dear. What happened? <laughs> Must have been the bottom step. What about the bottom step? Well, there ain't any. What? Well, I had to get the lumber for this table leaf someplace, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> that is. Come on, let's see what he cuts.
should strive I never was cut out to step and strut out Give me the simple life Some find a pleasant dining a pleasant Those things roll off my knife Just serve me tomatoes and mashed potatoes Give me the simple life A cottage small is all I'm after Not one that's spacious and wide a house that rings with joy and laughter And the ones you love inside Some like the high road, I like the low road Free from the care and strife Sounds corny and seedy, but yes indeedy Give me the simple life kidding we're freezing thanks for rescuing us sydney yeah thanks sydney there's no telling how much longer we would have been stuck up here if you hadn't come home oh come on eventually there would have been enough snowfall that we could have jumped to the ground without so much as a bruise well it didn't have to come to that dramatic rescues are my specialty <laughs> well let's get off of this roof and join Maisie in the house and maybe she can get us some dinner um how'd you manage to knock the ladder over anyway Oh, I just happened to bump into it. <laughs> Imagine that. I don't understand how anyone could possibly do that. How clumsy. Well, anyway, let's go down that ladder. Wait a second. I know comedic timing when I hear it. Sydney, wait. Yeah, what? Yeah. Well, what do you know? I take back everything I said. Call me Butterfingers from now on. Uh, it's it's okay. I'll, I'll call Maisie on the phone and have her come and set the ladder back up. Um... Ah, my phone's dead. Sydney, you have to do it. I left my phone inside. My phone's dead, too. I didn't bring my phone. But hey, I got my little transistor radio. You want to see if we can get the mid-spring training broadcast? Old pitchers and catchers reported a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's going to be a better year for the Mets, I feel. Look, I'll, I'll just I'll yell down the chimney to get her attention, okay? Hmm, I'll help. I can have a very shrill, piercing scream when I cry. What what has what has Major League Baseball become? You know, it's hard for a team to compete these days. Not now, please. If you want more Yesterday Today, you can visit kisu.org or wherever you get your stranded, freezing rooftop podcasts. Can't find the, the, the show haste to half a billion dollars, 700 million dollars over 10 years. I mean, how many delays are in their contract? Dude's gonna be getting paid while he's in the retirement home. And what do we got? 
Oh, maybe we signed Juan Soto, another big name free agent for us to underachieve with. Like we haven't been doing it for the last five years. Decorate the ceiling with an optimistic feeling. We can build a little home. Every single little dream is a shingle or a rafter. We can paint the house with laughter when we build a little home. It's not a palace, it's not a poor house, and the rent is absolutely free. Now this is your house, but is it my house? Sure, if you'll come and live with me. With a carpet on the floor, with a carpet on the floor, made of buttercups and clover. Gee, all our troubles will be over when we build a little home. Used to be back in the good old days, you win a championship with the likes of Daryl Strawberry. Now, if you don't have a, a superstar ace, you know, a couple of them in your rotation, you're going nowhere in the playoffs. Really makes you think. That's what I'm saying. It's all about the money these days. These teams, they don't even care about competing. Look at the, the athletics. They haven't fielded a competitive team in 10, 10 years. Because they realize they don't gotta. You teams like the Rocks realize, hey, we don't need to pay these big uh, big free agents money to try to win games. We ain't got to do all that because, you know, we're going to share the revenue with the other teams. There's no really financial incentive in, uh, in competing for championships. When I could underachieve and people are still going to show up to the games, buy some warm beer, and uh, have, a, have, a, have, a, have a great old time. There's no point anymore. So really, as a fan, it, it puts you on the spot. Well, maybe I wanna, maybe I don't wanna watch Major League Baseball anymore. Maybe I'm a, a minor league guy. Maybe I go watch the Durham Bulls for 80 games a year instead of this this Major League stuff. You know, kind of reminds you what's happening in college football. There's a whole other can of worms.